Welcome to the Birth Prep Podcast. I'm Taylor, and I'm here to help you prepare your mind, body, and team to best support you during your birth experience. podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. This is the first podcast episode of the new year. It's January 4th. Of course, I'm recording this and throwing it up on the internet today because I'm a mom of five. What more do you expect? Also, we've been sick literally since the day after Christmas. And I'm just trying to recover still. You could probably still hear it in my voice. I'm still blowing my nose. It's like day 10. I'm over it. Anyways, um, I hope you guys had the very best time celebrating with your families over the holidays. I know we did. We had an amazing holiday. Um, I tried my very best to show up in a way that I've never showed up before. And I think I did a decent job. You know, the cycle breaking, definitely like a recovering people pleaser. Um or I don't know, am I addicted? Am I still an active addiction? I don't even know. I'm just addicted to pleasing everybody. No, um, but I'm really trying hard to break that kind of stuff. And this year, I think I did a decent job. I did not kill myself. I don't feel the need to take the entire month of January off because I have to recover from everything I did and all the events I went to and all that. I'm also a huge introvert, um, which some people are shocked to find out. I'm a huge introvert. Um, like you guys just get the internet version of me, which like, I don't know, it's, it's me. It's definitely me, but I don't have to talk to you face to face except for when I'm on a coaching call, which I do love, but it's like, I'm a total introvert. And also after a coaching call, I'm gonna need a nap. That's just, that's just one thing about me. So, um, yeah. Anyways, how did I even get on that subject? Today's topic is, has nothing to do with any of that. Today we're going to be chatting about tips for avoiding unnecessary birth trauma. Um, no, I want to highlight the word unnecessary here. If you are thinking this is going to be an episode about me telling you, you could have avoided your traumatic medical event and it was all your fault and you should have prepared better. This, that's not it. And I know you guys know that, but I got to throw that out there. I got to put the disclaimer out there because this is talking about like the system that creates unnecessary birth trauma on a daily basis and how we can Basically, I'm teaching you how to navigate the system today. <laughs> That's basically in a nutshell. Because this system is set up to inflict a certain experience for everybody. And for some people, that experience can be very traumatic. For me, it was. It was a very traumatic experience. I know a lot of women who have had very traumatic, especially their first birth experience, right? I feel like we can go through it and then we we learn things better. We like, we do things a little different, a little better next time, right? We get, we get better every time. I definitely have. I've gotten better and better and better with every birth. I've gotten more understanding. I've had more, um, you know, information under my belt, more experience. And they just naturally got better and better because I educated myself more and I also lived through it. So that makes sense. But how can we avoid as much unnecessary birth trauma as possible during our first experience, because there is no practice round. I know so many women that are like, nope, one and done. And strictly, it's only because of the birth experience. And that makes me so sad. And it's like, are you willing to experience things? Like, are you willing to treat that first birth like a, like a trial run? Or do you want to create your first experience the first time around? It's like, 
it's possible. You don't have to live through it in order to know what it's going to be like. It's like, I think we're just blindsided by so much. I personally was so blindsided in the delivery room. I had no clue what it was going to be like. They didn't really tell me much. I didn't know half the decisions that needed to be made until that day. I didn't even know some of the decisions that were made that day. Some of them were made for me, unbeknownst to me. I didn't know there were other options. Um, and some things just weren't even talked about. The consent wasn't even asked for. It's like, I didn't understand what I was walking into. I was so very ill-equipped. It was like I showed up to a battle with a freaking toothpick. It was like I was not ready for that at all. It was like I did everything I thought I was supposed to do, and it was not a great experience. And my my experience is not unique to me. That so many women have gone through the very same exact experience. It's a very cookie cutter. And when we're pushed through this cookie cutter experience and we're not treated like the individual that we are. Um, it can lead to that exact same cookie cutter outcome. And it has um, over and over again. And there's a lot of evidence that shows the way that we do things in the hospital systemically, the way that they do things. It's like that kind of stuff doesn't work. And there's evidence for it. Our statistics are, are awful. The maternal mortality rate, even like just, hmm, sorry, I get angry about this stuff. I, there's like, there's just so much evidence that something needs to change. So why would we not change it? But it's like, you don't know that anything needs to change until you encounter it because nobody's sitting here telling you, Hey, be careful. You're going into a broken system. Except me. I'm obviously doing that, but I'm like, I'm screaming it on the internet, trying to get it out to you, but like it it might miss you. You know, I'm just hoping and, and waiting for it to change something someday for somebody. I'm like, this work is so important. You guys don't even know. Like I was thinking about it the other day and I'm going to cry about it because of course I am. We're literally not even to the topic yet. This is going to be the longest podcast episode ever. Um, I was thinking about it the other day about how amazing the gift is that I am giving to my daughters. I have three baby girls, even, even my future daughter-in-laws, like having this cycle that I broke, I broke a freaking cycle and you guys are doing the exact same thing. You guys are breaking a cycle that has been for generations now and like listening to the way that our great grandparents had to give birth in their grandparents or parents and grandparents. And like the way that birth has evolved over the last hundred years and how broken it's been pretty much the entire time and how, you know, how disconnected we've gotten from a physiological birth experience and how we should just be supporting a physiological birth experience instead of trying to rewrite exactly how birth is supposed to go. I'm like, oh, well, if we follow this formula, it's going to just go perfect every time. We're going to call you in for that induction at 39 weeks and it's going to, we're just going to do all the things and then you're going to leave and the baby's going to be happy and healthy. And, um, mom might not be, but you know, who cares about that as if your health and your mental state doesn't directly impact that baby anyways. This is obviously a very important topic for me. Um, It's why I started all of this work, the unnecessary birth trauma. It's, uh, it's unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. Why are we, why are we putting people through these traumatic events when we could just simply change things? And I know that sounds so like naive, but it's like, we have the evidence. There are literal, like, facts and statistics and things that we can go off of and start to change things. And it's like, nope, because that's too hard for the, well, the doctor can't see your vagina enough that way. Or, you know, well, just in case you have to have a C-section, we can't let you fuel your body 
when it's screaming for food because it's doing one of the hardest things it's ever done in its entire life. Um, but you can't have it just in case, just in case you have to have an emergency C-section and just in case you have to be put under for that emergency C-section and just in case you aspirate when you're under that general anesthesia and then just in case you die and then we'd be held responsible and we can't let you do that because we can't be responsible for that. It's like, it's mind blowing. It's like, it doesn't make sense to me why it does make sense to me. I believe they are setting women up for failure because it creates repeat customers and maximizes profits. I truly believe that you don't have to be on board, but like the, the experience that women are going through, the statistics don't lie. Like listening to these women that have gone through it before you, like it's, it's hard to deny that part of it. So like, if you can't get on board with all that, like put your tinfoil hat on with me, that's fine. Um, that's totally fine. (laughs) But just so you know, that's where I stand on this matter. Um, and I think it's unnecessary and I think it's really messed up. And I'm going to equip you guys with the tools and the information you need in order to make a different experience. I'm like, you guys are entering into a game and you guys don't know you're entering a game and like, you're going to lose every time. It's like, until you learn what the game is, how it's played, how you can win you're not going to really have a freaking chance because they have it rigged against you. Like it's literally rigged against you. And until you understand how it functions and how to, how to get past that, you're not going to really have much of a chance. If you do, it's probably just by some sheer stroke of luck. And I believe that wholeheartedly. And this is probably a really spicy episode. And I was not planning on all this today, but I'm on one today and you guys are going to just be along for the ride. Um, anyways, now hopefully you understand a little bit better before we dive into how we can start avoiding the unnecessary birth trauma. Obviously I kind of gave you a little sneak peek. We're going to learn how the system operates. We're going to number one, inform ourselves. We're going to educate ourselves. We're going to go out there. We're going to get our hands on all the information we need in order to birth our baby the way we want to birth our baby. Do you have to learn every single thing there ever was to learn about birth? No, that would be insane. Even I don't know everything there is to know about birth. And I don't want that to be the expectation here because number one, you're never going to sit down and be like, oh yeah, let's do that. Let me sign myself right up for all that work. It's like, that's, I, I get that I'm asking you guys to do work and I understand that it's not going to be like, oh yeah, let's, let's just jump right on that. It's like, But if you can create your desired experience and all you need is the information for that desired experience, beautiful. We're going to do that. That's totally fine. So you're going to go and inform yourself on all the things. At the very least, obviously, you guys have probably heard me say this a million times. Go grab my birth plan guide. There's dozens of decisions in there that need to be made surrounding a typical birth experience. Get your hands on those. Once you do that, you can sit down with every single decision. You can say, hey, what are my options here? Okay. We have a list of options. Okay, great. Awesome. Okay. What are the risks and the benefits for every single option here? Okay. Awesome. We have all those. All right. Now let's weigh those risks and benefits for all the options and say, Hey, what do we think is going to be the best option for us and for our baby? What, what, which, which one is that? Given your current situation, all the things, right? Given your values and morals and everything, like you're the only one who could do this work. Newsflash, spoiler alert. Um, So once you do that, then boom, there's your decision. And if something comes up along the way and something has to change, then you sit back down and you say, okay, here's the situation now. 
but here's the same decision we have to make. Here are the options now. Here are the risks and benefits. And we're going to apply it to the situation now and make the decision that we think is best now. And it's like, you guys are going to inform yourself. You're going to make your really good plan after you inform yourself, which the birth plan, that's number two. The, these are going in order. We're going to inform ourselves then before, because that has to happen before you can make a plan. You have to know the things, whatever, at least to start making the plan, right? We at least, at the very least have to know the decisions that need to be made. So then we sit down, we make that really good plan. I told you how to do that. Walked you through the entire step-by-step decision-making process. And then number three, I want you guys to prepare for your specific plan. And preparing yourself, I think is crucial. If you didn't think that that's something that I'm passionate about, you should maybe read my name again. Um, so I, I know that you wouldn't expect to win a marathon that you didn't train for. Preparing for a plan gives you your best chance of succeeding. Is it ever going to guarantee your success? No, of course not. We don't know what's going to happen that day. We don't know how the, you know, obviously marathon vibes. You don't know how the, what the weather's going to be like or who else is going to be there or, or the conditions and blah, blah, blah. You don't know how, how well your body's going to perform that day and XYZ, like you have no clue, but you're going to do your best and you're going to show up fully prepared to win, to try your best to win, to succeed at what you came to do. And then you're going to to just follow through and then see what happens. It's like, yeah, you might win. We hope you win. But the odds of you winning are so much higher than they were when you didn't do anything to prepare. That's like, you know, I don't know. Emergencies happen. Plans fly out the window all the time. And I get that. I'm not here trying to discount that. Um, but for the most part, um, I believe that things go south because we didn't properly prepare. Um, again, medical emergencies happen. Please don't come for me. Gosh. Uh, but <laughs> so anyways, number three, you need to prepare for your specific plan. Once you have a plan, you can understand what you're, what you're aiming for, right? So much easier to create something when we know what we're trying to create. Um, gosh, I don't know if you, there's this girl that I follow. I haven't seen her in a long time, probably a year or more, but I followed her on TikTok for the longest and she would do like unboxings of like little stupid toys and stuff. I don't know. I loved watching her. Gosh, what was her name? She was super cute, like black hair. Courtney, maybe? That sounds, that sounds right. Courtney, we'll say her name's Courtney. And she would box up a bunch of supplies, like in a little like plastic pencil case. And she would put a bunch of little supplies in there and she would make the item herself, take a picture of it, put the picture in an envelope and then seal all of that in the envelope and then just have an extra set of supplies and the sealed envelope in the box. And she would give it to her friend and she would say, Hey, build the thing that I gave you the supplies for. He's like, well, what's the thing? She's like, well, you don't know the thing. That's the fun part. It's like, and he was always so off. But like, if he had the instructions, if he knew what he was trying, not even if he had the instructions, sorry. If he knew what he was trying to create, if he had the picture, say, hey, oh, that's what I'm trying to create. How much closer, even if he didn't get it perfect, but how much closer would he have been versus like, okay, we were supposed to make this cute little caterpillar out of these pom-pom balls, but instead we made a snowman. It's like, okay, so different, right? But it's like, we could have gotten the caterpillar to at least look partly right, (laughs) at least look like a caterpillar by the end of it. It's like, once you have a plan, then you can start preparing for the plan. And essentially that's like my three part, like preparation, like here's how we're going to do this thing. Um, obviously I teach you guys how to prepare yourself for your chosen birth plan. We're not going to get into that, but preparing for your birth, I think sets you up for success and helps you avoid unnecessary birth trauma in my personal and humble opinion.
and from my personal experience. Um, number four is advocating for yourself. And this is not like in order. This is just uh, those first three. Like those are usually done in order. <laughs> but number four is advocating yourself, advocating for yourself or even preparing your birth partner, your mother-in-law, your doula, your whoever you have chosen to prepare to advocate for you, to advocate for you, you can do that as well. But I want you guys to be speaking up for yourselves. Your wants and your needs are important. You deserve to have an experience that you'll love. And I just want you guys to remember that your provider is providing a service for you, like one that you're paying for. So if you're unsatisfied or confused or you're not feeling heard or whatever the case may be, just communicate that with them. And if you feel uncomfortable advocating for yourself, obviously utilize your birth team. Um, but I want you guys to advocate for yourself, not just during a birth experience, but from the very moment you hire your provider. Even if you're choosing to have consults, which I totally strongly suggest be interviewing these people and choose a provider instead of just being like, oh, well, that's the first one that would take me and the only one that takes my insurance and blah, blah, blah. It's like, choose the provider if you are able to do so if you have options make sure you're weighing those options just like this is I'm like this is the most important decision and one we don't think about because we've already made that decision well before our birth experience it's like who you choose to have help you deliver your baby at your birth is the biggest decision literally the biggest decision it impacts so much you don't even know we're not going to get on that freaking soapbox right now but advocate for yourself that is something I strongly suggest you do even if you don't have to, it, maybe it doesn't ever get to that point. Be prepared to do so. Okay. Anyways, number five, last one. Then we're going to wrap this up. Thanks for hanging out with me. <laughs> number five is question your provider. Okay. It's okay to question your provider. I felt like I couldn't question my provider and I felt like my first experience, like my provider was the leader and I did as I was told and he knew the best and I was just along for the ride and this was just the experience and I just did what I was told. That's how I showed up to my prenatal appointments. That's how I showed up to my birth experience. That is how I did things because that is how I felt as though I had to do them. And that is a very similar experience for a lot of women in the United States. We feel that way. We feel like our provider is the authority figure. We feel as though we do as we're told. We feel as though we can't rock the boat too much. We feel like they know what's best for us and blah, blah, blah. And like, that's just not the case. Like I talk about it all the time. If your provider is saying, hey, I know better than you, instead of like having some collaborative care and being like, hey, you know what? We're going to do this because you're actually wrong. It's like, okay, great. If they're not willing to have the conversation about why you're wrong and why they're recommending it and how you, you know, like collaborative situation, a partnership is what it should be then um, they're a bad provider. And I'm going to straight up say that. Anybody who's doing that is a bad provider. Anybody who thinks they know better than you for yourself and your baby just because they went to school, they're a bad provider. They should not be practicing. And I will boldly and loudly declare that. And not everybody's going to agree with me and that's totally fine. But I don't think that has a place in the birth space. Absolutely not. We are not broken. We are not sick. We are having babies and we deserve a birth experience that, that we feel in charge of and in control of and feel as though, you know, we feel heard in our care and all that stuff. We, you guys deserve that at the very freaking least. Anyways, question your provider if you need to. I would just question them as a rule, rule of thumb. Don't take anything that like anything that comes out of their mouth. Don't take it for just like... I don't know. I used to take it as like biblical truth. I swear. It's like, it's so bad, but it's like anything they said was like, 
oh, we have to get, we have to break your waters to get your, to get things going. Like it's too, everything's taking too long. We gotta, we gotta break your waters. It's like, there was no question. I was like, oh, okay. It was like, there was no, well, well, I don't want to do that. Or, well, what does that mean? Or what does that look like? Or how does that feel? Or there was no nothing. It was like, okay. And I just did as I was told and shut up and took it. It's like, I didn't know what that was like. And they explained to me what the process would look like and stuff. It wasn't like a, just like, okay. But it, there was no consent. There was no, hey, this is why we're going to recommend this. What do you think? There was none of that. Well, one, because it was highly unnecessary and they just wanted me to get out of there and they wanted to go home for the night. But that's neither here nor there. Anyways, um, so I just want to encourage you guys before I go. This was a hot mess episode, but hopefully you like it. I think there's some good stuff in here. You might be new to this. This might be your very first time. You might just think, hey, my provider does this every single day of my life and blah, blah, blah. And I'm new to this, even though I have four or five kids. I'm still new to this. I don't really know what I'm talking about. That doesn't mean that you don't deserve to have a voice in your birth. Okay? You absolutely 100% deserve that. And if somebody is trying to silence your voice when it comes to your birth, silence them because you hold that power. Okay? Fire them and start anew. Anyways, conversations with your provider are so important. Get, guys, listen, I'm, I talk about providers sometimes and sometimes I'm like, oh, they're the worst thing ever. Providers are important. And I want you guys to have a beautiful relationship with your provider like I do with mine. I love my provider so much. She's amazing. She is a really good provider. And I want you guys to have a provider-patient partnership that aligns with the experience that you're trying to create. My experience is beautiful because of the provider that I've chosen to partner with in my space. I enjoy having her in my space. I trust her in my space. And I know that she's going to continue to allow me to be the leader of my space. She's not going to step in and take over. She's not going to say, hey, I know better than you. Sit down, shut up and take it. Like I've always experienced at the hospital. I don't know. Anyways, so there, so yeah, conversations with your provider. They're super important, especially if you're receiving prenatal care at an office where you're just a number and you don't really feel valued as a patient, um, which is the unfortunate reality for a lot of mamas today. Like that's probably, I'd say majority of care, um, where you're just a number, you're just a number in the system, have these conversations, have them often, have them all the time, understand what's going on in that office, understand the standard of care, understand that how they treat their patients, understand how they go about certain things, understand, have the conversations, question them, say, Hey, why do you like to induce your, all your patients at 39 weeks? What, uh, what studies do you have to back that up? Could you share your research with me? I'd love to get to know more information. I want to know why you choose to do that so that I can, so that I can better understand if that's something that I'm going to choose to implement in my birth experience or not. Instead of like, oh, well, that's how my doctor does it. So I'm showing up at third guys. They're not going to get in the car and come and get you anyways. They're not going to like, you don't have to choose the things the way your provider does them just because it's how they do them. And I want you guys to question your provider and say, hey, is this the best course of action for me? Or is this just how you treat everybody? Did you, did you risk assess me and you decided that this was the best course of action? And can we go over that risk assessment together? And can you help me understand why you're recommending this for me? So anyways, just because your provider went to school for this doesn't mean they know everything. And they definitely don't know everything about you. And if they say that they do, that's a big red flag. So 
Um, you can question them. You can get a second opinion. You can, you know, gather all the information. You can straight up just tell them no and that's it. That's all. Hey, actually, I'm not going to question you. I'm not going to sit here and do the run around. I already know what I want. The answer is no. You can do all of that. So those are my five tips for today. Five tips for avoiding unnecessary birth trauma. Take time to inform yourself. Please educate yourself as much as possible for your chosen experience. Number two, make a really good and aligned birth plan with your education. Number three, prepare yourself for that beautiful, aligned, magical plan that you've set out for yourself. Um, goodness, did I say three that last time or four? I think I said the word four, like F-O-R, and my brain just kind of was like, oh, you already said the number four. Gosh, do you guys love it here or what? Number four, advocate for yourself. I'm not editing anything in 2024 and you guys are just going to have to get over it. And I love you so much and I'm glad you're here, but I also love you so much that I want to get more content out. And the best way for me to do that is not editing stuff. And honestly, it is what it is. Number five, question your provider. Question your provider. Okay, that's it. That's all. Those are my tips for today. I hope they're helpful. You guys can have a beautiful, amazing hospital birth. I know I talk about hospitals like they're the worst thing ever sometimes. I understand that. I'm sorry for that. I do want you guys to be very aware of what's going on. I want you guys to navigate it for what it is. And I do believe it's a very corrupt, very manipulative, very rigged system. So I am going to call it out for what it is. It's evil. But I am also going to tell you guys that you can rise above that crap. And that is not, that is not defining of you and your experience. You guys don't have to be a victim of the system. You guys are stronger than that. You guys are more capable and I believe in you and I love you so much and thanks for hanging out with me. Oh, and if you want to hang out with me more, you can join the Birth Prep Lounge, which is a new Facebook group, which is where Birth Prep Power Hour will be hosted from now on and where you guys can come and drop your questions and get support and find community and all the things. I'm excited. We just started it the other day. There's people in there. I'll drop the link in the show notes for you guys. I'd love to have you in there. Be super awesome. You guys are going to get to ask questions in advance and be able to catch the replay. So if you cannot make it on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you guys are going to still be able to get free birth prep coaching every single week. I mean, obviously, I get to as many questions as I can, but, um, you know, that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm super stoked about that. I'm glad I get to offer that to you guys. Work schedules, kids, time zones, all the things like I get that not everybody can be with me and I want to make it more available. So I'm excited about that. Also, I've been hanging out a lot on Instagram and if you have an Instagram, you should go follow me over there. I want to hang out my stories more and chat with you guys. You can be up in my DMs. Tell me how everything's going. I love chatting with you guys over there and wouldn't mind some more friends. So come check me out. Um, I'll put all the links in the show notes and we will chat again very soon. Happy prepping.